Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. It's Nature Strip out clear in the King stand by two lengths from Acclam Express. Twilight calls them behind these equilaterals. Salute a world-class Frita. Nature Strip, a ripper in the King stand. Be Twilight calls Acclam Express. But it's Zaki clear, 50 metres to go. Zaki, a star, an all-star mile winner. Scored a length and a quarter. State of rest at the moment is holding Baybridge on the run to the line. State of rest, driven out for Shane Cross. And a Royal Oscar winner for Joseph O'Brien. Won the Prince of Wales's under a peach. But gold medal, he's 11. But my G, he doesn't know it. Dead him, look at him, he won't give in. But gold medal, too bad, Daniels. What a hometown hero. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream of the 100, it's getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top. Oh, she's too good, but can't beat her. Hello and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. It's been four weeks we've had off. It feels like four months. Of course, four months is the exact amount of time that we've been off uh, racing at the Moody, at Moody Valley. So it's good to be back in more areas than one. Nico, I'll introduce you first. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Um, I've missed this more than I thought I would, actually. It's, I've had a bit of a pep in my step the last couple of days, knowing that we're coming back to our usual Thursdays. But more importantly, a new addition to the team. Absolutely. We'll get to Will. Will Alford, a new member on the team. Uh, we'll get to more of your background in a sec, mate, but how are you going, firstly? Yeah, good, thanks. I'm excited to be on and I'm really, really keen to get, get into it. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a month off the pod. It feels like a lot longer than that. What's been going on in, uh, in the world of Nico and Will? You can go best, Will, if you want. Not much. Not much? Oh, I don't know. School. Um, <laughs> yeah, school, pretty much. Year 12. No good. Grinding. Trying to get through it. Grinding. That's unbelievable. Yeah, pretty much. That is unbelievable. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, nothing's going on in my life either. Um, football, we're going terribly. Um, so the only way is up. Nico, you've got the Betfair jacket on. The Betfair jacket? You, just getting, just do you even my... bet with Betfair? I've never had a bet with Betfair in my life. <laughs> If Betfair out there listening, even I have, maybe maybe we'll get them on as a sponsor. I'll have my first bet when they're a sponsor of the pot. How's that sound? Okay, but anyway, I think we need to tip some winners to get a a sponsor from them. Yeah, well, not much has been happening in my life actually. Not not this podcast worthy anyway. Bit of sun on the back last week. Trying to back a winner. Goldie, the jumps have been going good. We'll touch on that later. That's that's been a highlight of the off season. But yeah. Ready to get stuck in there for a big spring. 
save your powder uh, over the jumps. Will, we're going to do a little background check on you first, mate. Um, <laughs> you're a bit of an anonymous bloke. You've got no profile picture on Instagram and no photos. So <laughs> everyone clicking on my story today going, who's this bloke? They, they still don't know who you are. Um, but, but we'll pick up. Look, just give us a bit of your background. Obviously, we'll touch on you. are still at school. Um, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, well, I've been uh, involved in racing for a while. Obviously, had that um, had a racing Instagram page a while back um, that I obviously stopped posting on, uh, mainly because of you know doing Year Twelve. It's stressful, and uh, I want to focus on school. But uh, 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 racing, what was it called again? Um, Australian Australian racing blog. Australian racing racing blog. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't posted that in ages, but um, maybe I'll maybe I'll continue it one day. But focusing on school at the moment, and yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. But now you're a part of the team. He's with us. Yeah, there's no more Australian racing blog. Yeah. He's racing previews. We've bought him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Nico, do you want to just touch on a bit more? Yeah, so to elaborate a bit more on that racing. So, what got you into racing? Um, where where did you start? Um, where did it all I don't start? know. Um. Sort of, my, my grandpa was a, a racing breeder, but none of my parents um, really had any involvement in it. So I went to the races one day, I was probably about one or two years old, and it's just been, I don't know, it's just in the bloodstream. been my thing forever. Yeah, running around the backyard, um, pretending to be Master O'Reilly and efficient, and <laughs> those sorts of things. So one of my, my earliest memories, um, efficient winning the Melbourne Cup in 2007, so... Efficient, the only danger. Purple Moon in front. Efficient is getting there. Efficient getting to Purple Moon. Efficient is going to win the cup. Half a length to Purple Moon. Awesome. Yeah. Start him young. It's just been my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. What are some of those? Has he um, bred any horses of note? Oh, uh, nah. No. He, he's yeah. got a couple of photos in his in his lounge room, but n- none that you know of. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, first memory, 2007, what are some of your, your best memories or, or favourite horses, uh, just getting along those lines? Um, obviously, Efficient got me into racing, so did Black Caviar. Um, like Fantastic, he won the Australian Guineas probably 2008 or something like that. Um, I don't know, growing up horses like that, going to Flemington um, and just watching the racing and then and then sort of developing an interest in doing the form and and that sort of stuff and I've been lucky enough to sort of continue doing that and and um, I've I've got I've been offered a, I've been lucky enough to be offered a, a job in doing a subscription um, racing site so um, yeah uh, it's been good yeah that's awesome uh, unfortunately yeah, so we won't it. we won't be paying you mate <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, we've probably already just touched on that a little bit but obviously your current passion do you want to explain a little bit for the listeners out there um, how you analyze form what tools you use what you look for etc um yeah well obviously i touched on that i've like i work for a, um, a subscription site and i've i've been uh, i've been supplied with um uh, punningform.com.au um some people probably be um familiar with it so I use a, a range of data and um, obviously replays and uh, a frame own markets and and speed maps and all that sort of stuff so um, 
sort of putting all that together and 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 yeah, it's how I do it. That's awesome. all the good stuff. I've got one mm. question that just sprung to my mind. Um, mm. With a lot of people, including myself, we get into racing because we get on the punt early, and um, a mm. lot of us has have gambled underage. But you're not really you're not one of those guys, which we found hard to believe when we first met you when you were still underage. You you actually waited till you're 18 to have a bet. Um, how did how did you do that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I just I never got a like on my phone, but um, I did actually. One when, when I went to Flemington, I think it was with you that one time. Uh, here we yeah. go. And at the at the um, on course bookies, but um, very minimal. Flying mascot, flying yeah, mascot yeah. at um. Yeah, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. We do remember it. That was good. Um, was great influences we are. Um, <laughs> and flying mascot is that? What was your? Um, is that relationship Tom's? with Tom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tom Dabney. Yeah. So do you um, touch on that? So, my my grandparents are neighbours with Tom Dabney's um, uh, parents. So, they're obviously friends and. Um, um, for school, I'm doing a podcast and I'm doing a racing podcast and I was lucky enough to get an, an interview with Tom Davenig. Um, so I interviewed him and, and that's part of my, my podcast. So that's awesome. Talk to him about how a couple of my, my grandparents, my, 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 my grandparents got a, um, a, a horse with him and, um, two horses with him and one's actually a half sister to Bo Rossa. So yeah, 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 that's sick. He's a natural. Mm. Um, last one I've got before we get into the actual pod. What are your aspirations moving forward in the racing game? Um, I, I want to get into journalism, so um, uh, uh, just get into uni and, and then see where it goes from there, and hopefully journalism. But I don't know. See what happens, pretty much. Yeah. No. Good mindset, mate. All right. That that was a great little background check. I think we'll get into what's happening in racing next. All right, what's happening in racing as Nico takes a big gulp of water and puts me off? Um, <laughs> we'll kick off with the boost bonuses. They were announced last week um, for the Victorian Spring Carnival. Uh, I'll just reel these off real quick. Bonus one is for the Cox Plate. A $1 million bonus has been placed on the Fan, Maccabi Diva, Underwood, Turnbull, uh, Caulfield Guineas, and then uh, Might and Power. So if you win one of those races and you win the Cox Plate, you win an extra uh, mil. Then we've got the Derby bonus, a um, couple three-year-old races, the Vars, um, Ned's Classic. I won't get into all of these. Uh, Empire Rose, of course, with the, the Phillies and Mares, there's always uh, a shit ton of races in there. I think it looks about 10 into that one. Uh, the Dali Sprint bonus, that goes through the Manicato. If you either win the Manicato and go into the and uh, win the Dali uh, Champion Sprint, you'll win a mil. And if you either... And also, if you run in the McEwen, Moya, Gilgai, Shellacki, and then run in the Manicato, and then run, and then win the uh, the Champion Sprint, you'll win uh, an extra mil. And then there's the uh, Champions Mile bonus. So, thoughts there? It looks like a, a little bit of a ploy to keep Victorian horses in Victoria and maybe attract some from Sydney. I guess oh, just a bit of the war that's going on. That's definitely what it is. But it's yeah. going to come down to, at the end of the day, you either want to race in Melbourne or you want to race in Sydney for bet, better money. But I suppose that's going to come down to uh, to a number of things, I suppose. Track conditions yeah. is going to be the main one. I, I was having this conversation with my old man today. You can already start to see that little influx 
um, of Sydney horses coming to Melbourne already. Uh, King of Sparta last mm-hmm. week, perfect example, coming back for better ground. Um, stable favourite here at Racing Previews. Roy has come from the Sydney stable into the Hawks stable at Flemington. That's going to be the start of a lot of a lot of that um, that sort of movement between now and the middle of the spring, towards the end of the spring. Um, yeah, it's only going to become more and more common because why wouldn't you want to come race on a good or a soft track here rather than a heavy but, fifteen but, in Sydney? But do you think it's sustainable? The the prize like increasing money, increasing amount of prize money. Yeah. Well, we uh, we won't we won't be able to keep firing as many bullets as they will. But at the end of the day, there's going to come mm. a time where you're going to just have to make a choice whether you want to race on a heavy 15 and risk injuries to your horses. Like, look at all the good horses that have come through the autumn with injuries. Like, we've got No Think It Over and Co. You know? Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Zaki gets rolled at a dollar twenty. Like, there's going to be a few mm. horses that have raced right through that Sydney autumn on those bottomless tracks that aren't going to come up in the spring. And that's the yeah. price that you pay for racing for better money. And just with the sustainability question, Will, wagering is still on a upward trajectory. I know there is a lot of chat around, is it sustainable? Is it sustainable? Until the wagering plateaus or goes down, it is sustainable. And that's, that's kind of the bottom line. Um, they, People everyone are still said, punch. But, but how much do you think that's due to COVID? Well, I don't really consider us in COVID right now. No, we're not, in, yeah. we're not locked down. We're not, we're not in our homes uh, betting like we're back in 2020, 2021. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's still a bit of an open door. But for the next couple of years at least, it is sustainable. We'll see if there's adjustments mm. made from there. It'll lead us off into the next thing, Nick. Yeah, so I'll just give a little recap on what's happened in the jumps of late, sort of since we have stopped recording. We'll go back to the start of July. There was a meeting at the Bull, 3rd of the 7th. I can't remember off the top of my head, Benny, how many tips we put out this day. I think I think it might have just been Flying Agent off the top of my head. I don't know if we tipped. Like, because I think I tipped three or, three or four to the lads, but I can't remember if we tipped them all on the page. But I can't remember either. <laughs> anyway, I think, well, I know we for, for certain we definitely tipped Flying Agent. Um, this was massive. The champ, one of my favourite jumpers probably if not the best jumper. Uh, he, he was back in a big way. Like he opened as much as $5 somewhere. I didn't get that. I got 3.80. But he got back into $3 at the jump and just put on a clinic. Like this horse demolished him in a Briley and then it sort of all went amiss after that. But he's finally back. I couldn't understand how Britannicus was level with him at the weights at 70-odd kilos or whatever they were off the top of my head. And the market told late. He went from two dollars ten to four dollars forty. There was just I couldn't understand how he opened so short. Being level weights against the horse, it's a dead set mudlark, where Britannicus hates the hates the wet. So I I never understood that market. Uh, upon opening, year long place will be a good jumper, but he was never gonna like he at the end, he started favourite. He was three dollars versus three dollars ten at the jump. I I couldn't understand that either. Yes, he's progressive, but you've got progressive and you've got a benchmark. He still had to take that step. We're flying agents at that step. So uh, it was good to go one for one there. Then we went to Pakenham on the 17th of July, where this was a bit of a... Oh, 
a day where we turned the corner, I suppose. We went four for four. Slip into this, Paddy Payne's progressive jumper that went through his maiden hurdle. Um, he won by nine. Never looked like getting beat. We put the sword through Murrumbidgee, Murrumbidgee River, who is a squib. He can't jump. He can't <laughs> He can't run on the flat. So I was happy that we put the sword through him. Stern Idol's on the way to bigger and better things. Obviously, we've touched on this horse, Benny, that he's been bought by some heavy hitters to target a Grand Daniel this time next year. And, uh, yeah, I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't go to a steeplechase race at his next event. Saunter Boy did what Saunter Boy does, this wins. It wasn't very good. It was tradesman-like. He didn't jump very well. It's probably the worst he's jumped for a little while. But Steve sort of said because of the heavy going that he got him a bit closer to a few jumps. So obviously he sights the jumps very well because he's a very good jumper. So he was technically a little bit out of his comfort zone, um, which you can sort of forgive a few bad jumps obviously he's a bit closer to the jumps than he usually is and hence why he wouldn't jump as good because he would normally be able to sight it however far away Steve likes to get him and he it's just like going through the motions but obviously when he's getting closer and he's getting out of his rhythm well obviously it's going to upset him a little bit and he didn't jump the best but he still won like he was going to and Valak and the best was of big, all Valak was the big one not only did he win for our mental health but he I needed he won for his own mental health. Yeah, he he did, <laughs> but he needed he just needed to win because he's a good jumper. This guy, there's a few people that wanted to put the sword through him, and I'm I'm just really glad that we saw him win. He we tipped him at three dollars forty. He was off the map into a dollar eighty. He'd never looked like getting beat really. Like he was pretty wayward, and he still did a lot wrong. But mm. it's just a real. Yeah, it's just a real uh, real good thing that he won and it just really highlights the horseman that Steve Pateman is. Like, I harp on about him, but like this bloke is seriously good. Um, his horsemanship is second to none and any other jockey on top of Valak that day and he wouldn't have won. So yeah, hopefully uh, that was the confidence win that he needed and he can move on to bigger and better things. And then we obviously, last Sunday we were at Casterton should have been two from two, only one for two. Heir to the throne, smashed the second last jump when he was dead set moral. That's always hard to take, and especially when you got beat by Dr. Dependable. Like, that's mm. that's flattening. But at the end of the day, you could look at Dr. Dependable's form and seeing that, obviously, he had a fall at Packenham early on in the season, and he was probably a silly price, but oh, I'm not buying into that. Heir to the throne should have won. Would have won if he didn't smash the second last, but... The Castleton King loves the live hedges. Alvisun carried the grandstand, nine and a half kilos more than the, uh, the horse that he beat. I don't know what it is about this guy, but he just he just seems to love this place. He's a new horse at Castleton. He loves the bush. He loves the bush. He loves those. He loves those live hedges. Oh. He's, now, he's now four from six at the track and trip at Castleton, and um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes against the bigger boys. Obviously. He went to Sandown and Britannicus beat him up on a on a drier track. Elverson's a good good wet tracker, but the um, the sad part about Sunday's meeting was the retirement of Bluey, Big Blue. Um, a lot of people will recognise this name because he's taken Cole and Janice McKenna all the way from Warrnambool and Ballarat all the way to Cheltenham over there at the festival. Um, 
it's a sad way for him to go out because he's been a good good warrior over the time and um, yeah, unfortunately he's run his last race. He'll enjoy retirement, finishing his career with 13 jump starts for five wins and a second place. Just a good honest horse and um, yeah, enjoy the uh, enjoy the paddock out there, Bluey. You've been a warrior and all the best. That's all we have time for on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good stuff. Uh, Will, you're up next, mate. Yeah, obviously, um, loss of running secured a, an Everest spot. What do you make of that? They're all running for I, second anyway. <laughs> I do think loss yeah. and running is in our top five sprinters in the country, but didn't were they kind of leaning towards that? He would. I thought he was going to get out further this um this yeah, spring. I so. so I got a lot of time just... for the horse, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's a good horse. Mm. There's. I think he'd make a good fourteen hundred meter horse around Caulfield. Yeah. Mm. Well, he won that race. What... He won that race. Was it the Hunter over thirteen hundred? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, I wonder what type of weight he'd get in those handicaps. What like a two rack? Or... Yeah, he's not a group or one. Yeah, he wouldn't get too much. Yeah, no, he it's wouldn't get too much. So he sort of outperformed what I thought he would in the Everest. Like he, his ratings leading up to it weren't anything special, and he just, um, sort of disregarded him a bit. But, um, he he outran my expectations. I suppose they're probably of the opinion yeah, that yeah. they've just got to hang around a little bit longer because Nature Strip's not going to be around forever. You take yeah, exactly you take right. Nat- how how old is he? Nature Strip. Lost oh, no, no, lost and running. running. Oh, no, like he's five. Only four, five? Four, I think four, five. Five. four or five, yeah. yeah. But he's got heaps of that's time. the thing. Like, you take Nature Strip out of that Everest, it's anyone's. Eduardo yeah, doesn't run 12. Eduardo doesn't run 1200. Let's go through the slot holders right now. We've got Nature Strip 280. You've got Marzu. Marzu. You've got Marzu. You've got, Marzu. You've got um, in the Congo. Um, and then you've just got. Marzu's, 115 Marzu's got to be chinky, and then, Like, this horse yeah. is a dead-set wet tracker, yeah. and if he gets a soft six or better, which there's a high chance that he's going to, against the big boys, I'm not completely sold on him just yet. Yeah, but he, he's not necessarily just a wet tracker. He could yeah. he could be just a good horse. Like, he's been golden, and he's, and he's come back, and he's had time off, and, he, and he's come back a different horse. He's either improved on wet tracks, or he's improved just in general. Mm. Be interesting yeah, to no, see. So you don't know, and and, and the, the biggest part is that this this two year old crop going into three year old, they're no good. Mm. So it's going to be like unless something comes up, um, just they're, they're running out of time to come up. But if something does, they're going to have to go through the grades quickly. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that the four dollars NS was a pretty good price. He's into two eighty now. Uh, you got Mizzou at eight, Eduardo eleven, uh, Lost and Running eleven, Mars Crusade at fifteen. They're the only five. The, the jury's out with Mars Crusader, isn't it? Like, where's he yeah, at? No. Yeah, yeah, definitely out. Definitely jury out. Um, is he just we'll is he just going to be a horse that's going to beat up in a group three, yeah, group two against the like? Is he yeah. just going to be a bully, like Flat track bully a bit? Yeah. The only race that he's won was that race at Caulfield, and he beat nothing. Mm. Like I know we're playing, and the- people will say the Everest, but oh. in the Everest they went way too quick, and he was just. It was a, it was a pace meltdown, and Nature Strip was left there, and he had he did way too much, and yeah. he was still there at the finish. And if anything, he should have won by further. Yeah, correct. He never got the rail yeah. either. Realistically, no, he was off the yeah, he was off the whole way. Okay, your mm, mic just no. absolutely died. 
it's it's all right it's better than last night but it's still um it's still a little bit <laughs> cactus we'll see what happens we'll all right the goodwood is that better they're racing at glorious goodwood at the moment yeah it's, that's all right um what have we had have we only had one night or two nights we've had two two, nights. two. um mm. obviously the gold cup uh night one couldn't have really asked for a better race um obviously stradivarius was a little bit unlucky i'm of the opinion he should have won once bit again, of talk. Um, but <laughs> I didn't even have, to Kiprios. I didn't even have a bet in the race, and he should have won. Yeah, like um, it's, it's what do you just make? phenomenal how this horse manages time after time to get himself in a spot. Like, come on, you got to remember the good days, mate. Did you, did you not back him? All they know where he yes, is, though. yes, I did back yeah. him, Benny. But I want to back him now. I don't want to worry about what's happened in the past. Yeah, so obviously Trushan came on, came in on him, and then another horse came in on him, and he just got absolutely sandwiched. Mm. It was good to see. They know where he is. They, yeah. they ride to beat him. Yeah, it was good to see Trushan actually run for a change. Apparently, they watered the track mm. a fair bit, which was a bit controversial, but uh, that it is what it is. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, yeah, I agree. They should just leave it. Uh, we saw what other highlights have there been? We saw Boyd do Baid. What, do what Boyd does. Tradesman luck. Um, I think he, he still did it pretty easily. Um, second That's horse, I mean. like 134 he, tradesmen. No. <laughs> 134 no, hold on, no, tradesmen. No, hold on. You've taken that out of context. What I mean, tradesman-like, <laughs> is he doesn't, like, he's an arrogant little prick. Like, he just does what he has to do, and then he clocks yeah. off. Like, he doesn't, he's not trying. Mm-hmm. No, he just He's a 2,000-meter horse. I don't know why they haven't run him over further yet. Just they wait should. a couple of weeks. They're running in the Judmont Wilbur, so... Oh, are they? Yeah. So he's a, he's into a dollar forty for that. So, how are the comparisons with Frankel though? Oh no, that's just embarrassing. It is. It is. There's you know yeah. every time a good horse comes along, um, that happens. Modern Games ran a good second. Unfortunately, apparently he's not coming to the Golden Eagle, which I'm gutted about because we we take we took a good price. I think it's still a good price on offer, but he's um going to the Breeders' Cup obviously for great uh, stud. Great business. Great business decision. Go to the two million dollar race, not the ten million dollar race. Yeah, well, it's it, it could end up being ten million instead of, you know what I mean? Because of the the stud, they're obviously thinking long term with him. It could if be he, fifty million. Exactly. If he gets the group one, that's that's screw, clearly what they're screw thinking. Screw their stud deal. I'm not thinking about their stud deal. <laughs> I want to think about our pockets. <laughs> um, Self interest. Yes. 100%. Another good often horse to mention is uh, Real World. He actually could be coming up for the Cox Plate. There was an article written this morning. Um, so he's run second to Baid twice, available. I believe. Uh, I think he's he about would 17. monster them in the Cox Plate. Yeah, so he's about 17. He beat anything here by 20 lengths. Wow. Really? So maybe You've heard it here first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would. Uh, I'm just getting, hold on a second. Easily. I'm just getting on the, on the tab app. All right, we're not posting this podcast until we've all had a bet. <laughs> <laughs> and then Secret State won uh the other get off and horse last night, and he was a bit wayward, so that was an impressive performance. Uh, tonight, what else? We've got uh, New London. Uh, looks What's, hard to beat. I'd never heard of this New London horse until like yesterday on RSN, and they said this thing's favourite for he the was, cup. He was one of the favourite. Yeah, he was one of the favourites for the Epsom Derby, but I think something went wrong or, or something like that. Mm. But he's, he's favourite for the cup. He's apparently. won a couple races. Is our cup? Yeah, that's what Melbourne. they said. Real world. No, no way. $13 on Bet365. 
Check on tab. Uh, and then who, who your mail's going around in that race, which has been bought by Gay Waterhouse. Obviously, he ran second. That'd be interesting. In the Epsom Derby. So we'll see how he goes. He will Praise. be getting on the plane eventually. And then you've got uh, Nashua, Lilac Road, Dream Loper, some other good horses in the Nassau Stakes, the group one. Um, Cat's out of the bag. This thing's been smashed. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that'll do for Goodwood. Uh, anything else? End of year. Premierships, John McNeil gets his first Asterix. Victorian Metro. Asterix. Why? Because it was it because of Jamie. Oh, what a load of shit. Why yeah. can't she win a premiership? Just because she's been suspended. She's Rubbish. not in front anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well that's <laughs> not, she will be. She would have. If she was if she was able to win, I can guarantee you she would have won. Probably, but she likes having a good time. We've got to, we've got to change. Yeah, don't get sidetracked about good times. I'm trying to focus here. No, but that's it. They've got to change that rule. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. Um, well, that's like saying if you get suspended in the footy, you can't win a premiership. Why? Yeah, I agree, but your argument's invalid in this instance because Jai is in front anyway. Yeah, oh, hey, I'm not taking anything she, she away. Would have beaten him. I'm not taking anything away from Jai. He's been super. He's had a great season. But this rule's got to change. Yeah, I agree. It it shouldn't be the best and fairest. It should just be the best yes. of this type of thing. Yes, correct. Which yeah. is along the lines of what you're saying. Um, besides that, yeah, this is the last meeting of the of the season this Saturday. So I think Maren Eustace take home the the Vic Premiership. Waller takes over Sydney. J-Mac takes home Sydney. Uh, not much to say, yeah. I guess. It's a dead <laughs> set. You can just have your life. You can just have your life on Jamie winning the Melbourne Premiership <laughs> and J-Mac winning the Sydney Premiership. You probably get dollar twenty or dollar thirty. Better than Beck. Mm. Probably uh, for next season. You mean Un- unless yeah. they take out more more overseas offers and contract somewhere else. So well, I think J-Mac could we'll still have happens. a lock on the Sydney Premiership. Yeah, he is a freak. All right, sidetracking a little bit. Yeah, Let's true. get in to the bets next. Show me the money. Yes! Show me the money. That's it, brother. But you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Show me the money. All right, show me the money time. We are officially back, and we are back at the Valley. Um... The track, it, it might have set a soft five on the website at the moment. I can tell you it's definitely worse than that now. We've, they probably had a bit more rain than first expected today. Um, I'd say it's between a six and a seven. Um, even if it is a six on the weekend, it, it could race a little bit worse than that just because uh, the ground was getting uh, cut up a little bit when, when we had gallops on, on Tuesday. So we'll see how that plays out. The rail is at three metres. Uh, yeah, three metres. They think there's no rain uh, forecast over the next couple of days so get into it it's race one is a benchmark 100 over the cox plate distance 20 40 meters there's no cox plate horses here but who's keen to bet um i like diagula but i'm gray so i don't know if i'm gonna have a bet yet but this could be very tactical this race will and i had a conversation about it earlier hmm. yeah it could get could get messy so i don't know I don't know. It, it could. It sort of depends on if Mr. Pickwick um, sort of pushes um, not usual glorious and makes it evenly run. I don't think it'd be fast, but I think it, it's either even or extremely slow. Um, I think if 
if it's even and Dagula's giving not usual glorious um, two lengths, I think he He'll might find it reasonably hard to get past him. But um, right. if it's slow, maybe Dagula, but I'm not, not really keen on anything there. Yeah, well, I agree. Right. Uh, one thing to note, little bit of inside information here from Tuesday morning was that Mohican Heights was the far, fastest gallop of the morning. Uh, most of the horses were running their final furlong in 25, 26, just kind of not doing anything. And he was, he was pushed out, but he ran it in 24 point, low 24s. Um, so he did look good, but they always look good when they're ridden out. Uh, we'll move on to race two. It's a two-year-old race um, for the Colts and Geldings over the 955. Lots of people have this top weight as their best bet of the day. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm keen. Um uh, I don't want to come on your pod and first thing and declare something, but... Um, well, everyone else wants you're... you to. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think if you're backing Alpha One and uh, Charlemagne, you won't be losing on the race. Um, uh, I've, bo- I've, had, I've marked both uh, shorter than the market. I've marked Alpha One 250 and uh, and uh, Charlemagne, sorry, uh, Five dollars. I think Alpha Speed is a, like proper speed horse from New South Wales. Um, he went eight lengths fast to the 600 over a thousand meters. So in four, 400 meters, he went eight lengths fast. So you can imagine how quick that is. Yeah. And then he and he sustained it to the 200 meters, but he didn't he didn't necessarily stop. He just sort of shifted. So they've put the off offside bubble cheeker on, and then the most important part is obviously they've made an enormous jockey switch from. Um, Mitchell Bell to Damien Lane. Um, yeah, I think the horse is made for um, nine five five at the Valley, and and if he capitulates, then I think Charlemagne will be picking up the pieces. Malum's got a twenty two point six percent profit on turnover last one hundred, and a six point four percent profit on turnover lifetime at Muni Valley. So he rides the Valley well, and I think Charlemagne is good enough. Uh, I've completely penned Prado. Um, I can't understand why it's 650. Jamie Carr. Um, I guess because it's... Yeah, Jamie Carr, Pretty Colours, and Anthony <laughs> Sam Friedman. Um, like, it, it, it ran 16 lengths slow to the 600 metres and then couldn't break average for the last 600 metres. Like, it's just slow, and I don't think it's... Unless it's improved, the trials weren't that good either. Um, I've marked it $15, and it's 650. Got so none. That's what I think about it. Huge. Um, none. Well, this is exactly why we got the great man on because he's just he's just telling <laughs> us everything. Um, <laughs> look, can you just explain for the guys who don't know what eight lengths fast is? That's um, against their own yeah. uh, own age group um, benchmark time. Oh no! So all average. So like the whole every horse in Australia to the six hundred meters over a thousand meters, it's gone eight lengths faster than what an average horse would. The average time for a horse to go to the 600 meters. Um, so that, that he's gone eight lengths quicker than that. And then he's sort of sustained it. And the last 200 meters, he went 4.6 lengths, um, slower than the oil average, but, but that's sort of um, like he was shifting out severely. If you watch the replay, yeah, he's, he's only his last two starts. Yeah, so, um, but you know, obviously he had Mitchell Bell there on, I don't, even, I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> but now he's got Damien Lane on. Let's so, not, so let's not a talk about switch. Mitchell Bell. Not a favourite racing yeah. previews. <laughs> well, I don't know who he is. I can't can't speak about him. But um, yeah, I think I think it's a proper speed horse and nine five five suits. Um, yeah, 
that's it, pretty much. Oh, and, and Charlemagne's, um, if anything's going to beat it, it's Charlemagne. I can't say anything else. I think, I've marked Keysborough, I think, 750. I think it's a, a grandson of the greatest of all time. And um, uh, um, <laughs> the trials were okay, but um, I think might need uh, a little bit easier for its debut. I'm following Wolves straight in. Same yep. bet. Sounds good to me. Um, mm. If you haven't worked out already, I've been very busy with Mooney Valley races on this week, so I don't have no a, excuse, a much to mate. offer. But... No excuse. This is priority. What do you think? Your day job cuts it? Uh, <laughs> your part-time, mate, part, the, your part-time podcast. This is where you, your attention needs mm. to be. There's nine races on Saturday, and I've got to make sure they all run smoothly, right? So you just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, race three, nine five five again. This time it is for the Phillies. Uh, we got Written Swoosh, and then we got a couple of Godolphin horses, followed by Moody, Snowden, Allerton, uh, Berry Bubbly. Um, we actually saw that horse win at Mooney Valley over this trip. So, what are our thoughts? Written Swoosh, um, good debut performance, and has trialed well. That was in a strong race. Is that where we're siding, or are we going elsewhere? I was half keen Bistro, to be fair. J Carr, one for one. Barry, four. Just a bet, I think. A little. I don't think a little bit of cut out of the track will be any issues for it. But I wasn't. I didn't have a firm opinion. But if I was going to have a bet, it would um, probably be Bistro. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable taking on um, Ridden Swoosh. I think 270 is a bit short. Um, I've marked it 340, but at the same time, I think the market might come for it um, purely off its figure in the the the, the Blue Diamond preview. Yeah. Um, it's got it's going to get back and wide, which is obviously extremely unprofitable at Mooney Valley, especially when the rail is out three. It's got an, not an, not necessarily out of form jockey and trainer, but they're not um, the the Stokes Yard and Daniel Moore aren't necessarily um, going well. Um, so Would I just think it's worth taking on it. Uh, no, I didn't have it favourite, but I had it about market price, so I'm not going to back it. But if it drifts um, to four dollars, it's probably a bet. Yeah. But um, winner takes it all is the one that I found. I think I marked it six eighty or seven dollars or something like that. Um, it it it's got an SP of eight fifty against She's Extreme, so I think that's significant. Um, it was sort of rushed to uh, in both of its starts, so it went out really really quickly, and I think. Um, there's a bit of speed here, but not 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 an enormous amount. Um, Mick D's um, prof- profitable for his last last 100 races, and um, Peter and Paul Snowden are bringing it down. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll lead on the rail, and I think it'd be hard to beat. And it's obviously going to be in the the right position on like at Mooney Valley 955, um, and 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 they're trialed well. I, I don't really. Um, follow trials extremely closely, but it, um, the horse that beat it in the trial come out and won a race by four and a half lengths. So, um, never hurts. No, never hurts doesn't. to see that. Um, mm. Awesome. Uh, we'll move on to race four. It is over the Cox Plate distance again. Um, looks a bit of a hateful race to my eye. Nothing here. I liked it. Here, <laughs> I liked it. Go I on. love this. Um, Give us your worst. I, I haven't actually, I haven't actually priced it, but I, I found King Halston, um, and, and also uh, Storm King. So I found King Halston. It's going to lead. Um, 
I like I like leaders drawn out because um, they, they don't have to rush from the inside barrier and it can just come across sort of under its own steam. Um, Linda's the best at getting horses to settle and, and run at an even pace. I think it was rushed last start and it went too quickly. Um, and not, not necessarily too quickly, but it, it was the race was strongly run and, and the last 600 metres, um, didn't, it didn't stop, but it was sort of grinding to the line. I think second time, 2,000 metres um, is an enormous tick. Um, the wet track's a tick. It's going to lead on a track that's obviously um, fa favours leaders, and um, obviously uh, Linda has a, um, a t I think it's ten point four percent profit on turnover at um, Mooney Valley, so that's significant in itself. Um, yeah, so I found uh, King Halston and Storm King, who it comes out of the same race where he he made a mid race move because he was wide early. And obviously, it's a lot harder to make mid-race moves um, off fast pace. So, and, and it only just got um, only just got uh, um, pipped at the post. Um, and yeah, so I, I like Storm King and King of Halston. I haven't priced it yet, but um, I, I like those two. And you'll probably get a better price King of Halston late on on Betfair or something like that. But I think I think Storm King might be well supported. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. Go go the Kings. One's seven bucks and one's uh, 23 to one. So a bit of value there. We jump across to race five, 2,500 meter BM78. Um, I'm not super keen here, but I am going to chime in. Uh, I haven't copped the full brunt of the little losing streak for Mimi's award. So I'm kind of happy to jump on her here. Um, hoping Josh Richards can, can kind of go forward from the barrier. It is a little bit tricky, but... With track bias, I always think it's a lot less relevant over these staying trips. Um, I think she gets in really well here. Um, she gets in with 55.5 kilos after the claim, and I just think her form is really solid. Back to 2,500 metres should be a plus from the 2,800. Um, yeah, happy with Mimi's award on top. Thoughts? Hateful race. <laughs> it is. I didn't, I didn't even bother looking at it. Well, to yeah. be well, fair. Well, we haven't bothered looking at your ones either so far. <laughs> oh, I think I have one. Hold on two seconds. Where are we? I half wanted to kick up for King's Charisma. Third up, 2,500. Ma, Eustace, Ollie. It does, it does jump off the page seeing Ma and Eustace. Yeah. Maren Eustace, Ollie, and the Australian Bloods.com. Like it's $12. $12. Yeah. It started, it started at $8 against Mighty Bill. Yeah. It's going to so. improve third up. A little bit of cut in the track's not going to be that bad. And you, you just know with this... Oh, bro, no, I remember this horse. You just know with Ma, he's a freak. You just know that it'll be yeah. ready. Yeah. This was the horse that got smashed on um, Derby Day to beat um, Great House and... Uh, and Mankayan. Yeah, I do remember that. It got like it was like fifteens into five or something like that. Yeah. 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 So and that's probably Australian bloodstock inspired. I know <coughs> they're pretty big on their yeah, betting, so yeah. 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 But Rudaha, good win last start, but doesn't win very often. First first time out to twenty five hundred. I know it won twenty four hundred last time, but it was back and just sort of blended into the race. It's not a horse you exactly want to take four twenty about and I've had enough queries on the others. I was gonna have a small little bet. I could back back that at twelves, but yeah, no real firm opinion. The next race, I'm pretty keen though. 
Yeah, awesome. Uh, race six, 1600 metres, benchmark 78. Um, look, I know she, she probably hasn't been raiding through the roof, but I've got to be honest, I've got uh, number seven, Cyclone Sally, going for a fair bit of a fill-up. Um, <laughs> she she was a good winner two back, and then she bumped into Crosstalk. Um, spoiler alert, could be on that horse in Sydney for later. Um, if this track is playing leaders, um, she she will be right there on speed, possibly in front, and she won't mind the cut out of the ground at all. Aaron Lynch, ever since he's been riding Lynchy, on the flat, he's what a man. He's been um, he's been flying um, ever this since horse. he missed that. <laughs> he's prof- profitable at Mooney Valley, eighty-eight percent. Yeah, so that that is yeah, something to note. That's from a small sample size, though. Yeah, look. I'm not sure if she's good enough. I'm not sure if she's up to these. She she has kind of risen through the grades. Like she was only winning a benchmark 58 only only five starts ago. So class is still questionable, but I'm I'm cheering her on. Put it that way. Well, yeah, class might be questionable, but effort and ticker you can't question because she gives her all. I'm with you, Benny, and I'm going to another bit of a hateful horse, American Angel. One for one at the Valley. Uh, loves a soft, third up, ready to win. I don't think it'll miss a place. Five starts, one win, three placings when Frosty's on. Yeah, I've just got to be with it, I think. Easy two-bet play that for was a good win. That was a great great win that night at the Valley, or day at the Valley, should I say. Yeah, easy two-bet play for me. The rest of them have none. Yeah, Will, tell us why we're wrong. Uh, I don't like either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I haven't really, I don't have an opinion in this race, but I thought um, Cyclone Sally, um, the two wins that she's had this prep, um, she won that really weird race at, at Sandown where she got like 15 lengths in front mm. and they were going like really, like a really slow tempo and she just sort of, like the jockeys fell asleep and, and she just, she won by five lengths or something. Yeah. Um, but she just, she was gifted that. And then the same sort of thing happened at, at her next start. Yep. So it's happened. She's been blessed by slow tempos and really wet tracks. And obviously, she's a, a good wet track horse, but I don't know if it's going to be wet enough um, for, like, not, not for her, but um, to put the other horses off yep. so much that, yeah. And I don't, I, I don't really like American Angel that much as a horse. And I think inside <laughs> barriers a bit. <laughs> oh, oh, we love it. <laughs> yeah um yeah i prefer with jamie car on because she gets it to go forward but damien lynn's obviously not a of not, not that bad of a job no hack yeah. <laughs> it's an understatement but um yeah I, I think it might be caught on the uh three four back on the rail and might find it hard to get a run no yeah. gray areas uh go sally we obviously know uh some of the guys in the ownership group so that is a, a little bit of a part of the reason why, who why we're who would have thought? Her. Who would have thought that that night at Easter around the campfire watching Visionari belt up on her, yeah. we'd be tipping her <laughs> on the podcast at the Valley on a Saturday. How good? No, I thought she was no good, but uh, she's, <laughs> she's won a couple races and uh, she's proven me wrong. So hopefully Mick Bell can get another winner at the Valley. We know uh, Jungle Edge was such a such a hero to everyone on the icon. He was an icon, and hopefully uh, this horse will relish any any given the ground as well. 
Race seven is a 1,600 meter uh, contest. I think, what is it? It's an open race, I think. Um, there is a bit more quality here. I actually am pretty keen on the favorite, number three, Jimmy the Bear. Um, last three starts have all been really good. Um, hoping, fingers crossed, Billy Egan does try and go forward and, and find a spot kind of nearer to the speed. Um, 1,600 metres for the first time, so it is, it is a little question mark, but I still think he's pretty progressive, and like I just think he's the most trustworthy of this lot. I thought he was stronger to the line than Umgawa last start, um, and you know north of $4, I think he's a good bet. Predetermined, we went out to see Matthew Brown during the week. He obviously won the Alistair Clark in, in good fashion, but this looks just a bit of a BT for him, and, and the trainer reckons he doesn't handle... Uh, wet tracks at all so i think he might just get back and kind of plug away um keen jimmy the bear could be the one i i had nothing i liked um oh you go oh, I, I liked um i had jimmy the bear at market price pretty much um i i hated set to profit i don't think that should be 550 should be car tax again not oh uh, yeah yeah probably like it won a, a Donald 64 two starts ago and the time wasn't that good anyway. And and the time wasn't any good at Murray Bridge either. Um, but I, I sort of like, I had Al Cordoba's second favourite. Um, I think uh, obviously Craig Williams is coming off four wins last week. The wet track's not an issue. And I think it, it sort of found the front a little bit early last start. Um, uh, obviously big jockey switch, Ethan Brown to Craig Williams. Um, started five dollars there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it can sit in a three-wide line and sit near it nearish to the speed. And I, I think Jimmy the Bear or El Cordobes wins. Yep, sounds good. Anything, Nico? No, nothing here, mate. No worries. We'll move on to the uh, Travis Harrison Cup over sixteen hundred meters. It's a benchmark one hundred. Uh, there are some nice horses going around. This is obviously the best race of the day. Uh, Chief Elton here, he is quite tight at the moment. He's $2.60. He obviously gets full price uh, claims under the minimum, 51.5. Tavidance, Zoltan, Lakeen, thought of that is double figures. I thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, just a can of smoke and Romans, uh, too close to sun. Just a couple horses resuming that will likely get over further thought this was quite a nice race, but I'll let you guys go first before I give my thoughts. Quite a hard race. Mm. You go first. Paul. Yeah, so where, where are we mm. sort of pricing Chief Altony? It, it does look quite skinny. Um, yeah, no. Given he's probably going to get back as well. What's, yeah, going, I, what's going on with I, his prep? I'll half on the kick up for him and yeah, Will's talk me out of him. Thank God. Once <laughs> I've gone through the race a little bit more. What's he's been here, there, and everywhere? Like, when's enough enough? Uh, I I haven't I haven't priced this race, but like to, I already know two seven is going to be like way too short. Yeah, he'll drift um, surely. Probably three three fifty plus at least. Um, obviously, like people that are super into weights are going to be kicking up for him heaps, but. Mm. I'm not super big on weights. Um, <laughs> Let's not open that can of worms. <laughs> um, I sort of like... No, well, I thought Sosibon could run a nice race. Um, Mark Zara goes on. He's act, 
for 11 rides, Mark Zara's won four races, three thirds, and a, and a, I mean, sorry, 11 starts, four wins, three seconds, and a third. So it's only been unplaced twice. The blinkers go back on. The last time he had the blinkers on in a, in a race he was actually suited in was when he ran second in the Vobus Gold Mile. I think he sits on pace. I think lots of the lots of the field are sort of um, like the main chances are get back horses are Chief Altoni, Lakeen, um, and the others are sort of resuming status. No query, yeah, soft track. Not a bad shot. Uh, nah, he's won. I reckon he's wouldn't um, read into it heaps. I reckon he won on a a, a couple of bog tracks uh, a couple of preps ago. So he's just a funny horse. Like it. it you look at the soft track yeah. form and it's pretty average, but then you look at his heavy stuff and it's actually not that bad. So mm. I think he's just, I think he's yeah. just that weird kind of horse. Um, I've had a couple painful moments backing him. I remember I launched him one night at the Valley and he was all, he was home. And then Iconoclasm kicked <laughs> oh, back yes. and beat him. That was absolutely sick. Um, he's had 78 starts now. The old mm-hmm. boy by So You Think. So, um, yeah, that's not yeah, a bad no, shout. I looked at that the other day. Uh, yeah, I also, I also didn't mind Tavi Dance. Every every time Jamie Carr has written this, three, three out of the four times Jamie Carr has written this, um, it's been Ford. Um, so it's had uh, Pay Maloney, um, Alana Kelly on the first two races this prep. Like if you look through this horse's form, it's obviously had issues. And um, it, it, on the stewards' report in one of its races, it said um, didn't like firm ground. So. Um, it's it's obviously got feed issues or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's the the race it comes out of didn't go well at all. Like it was a slowly run race and it didn't come home very well. But it it, it got so far back and then it ran through the line. Like the fact that it was able to be close to the finish in a race, like so 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 much dominated on on pace. I like that a lot. And third up, I think sixteen hundred meters. Um, I think if Jamie Carr can get it into a uh, three wide line maybe two or uh, three, three back, then I think it can be winning, but um, not super confident. Yeah. I haven't priced it or anything yet. I, my initial thoughts were thought of that does look over the odds. I, I did take a, a bet at $12, mm. but on bet 365, so I do have the option to cash out. Uh, I think I'm going to be waiting until, until I can see how the uh, track is playing. Thought of that, um, for me, it is overs. I'm not sure about how he'll go on if it does get into that seven, eight range. I know he is a lot better on a dry track and some of his fresh form is, is a little bit questionable, but he's a pretty classy horse and uh, he doesn't owe me a cent. So um, that that was my starting point. Uh, Chief um, Altony, yeah, I just thought it was a bit short, but I'm, I can see why people do like it. Yeah, I'm just, He's been everywhere. Yeah, I'm just yeah. great. He's raced. I'm great. Um, grey as yeah the grey the the prep's weird and it's the whole thing's grey like grey. Chief Altoni <laughs> yeah he's not a two seventy chance it's a funny so. it's a funny prep for him I know Will's kicking yeah. up for Tavi Dance but the bloke doesn't stick his neck out Zoltan <laughs> like he's a back marker I can't catch Froggy yeah oh just leave me out makes my yeah, head hurt fair enough what's that um, what, what was that what was that line that Simo used. Neurofin. Uh, sponsored Neurofin. by Neurofin. The Neurofin Stakes. Gives you a, gives you a, gives you a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's this. All right. 
Last race at the Valley, obviously we've gone for every race at the Valley because that's probably where we'll be doing most of our wagering. And then we'll get into the other states and just reel off some quick bets. Uh, race 9, 1,200 metre uh, benchmark, 70 handicap. I am going to tip two horses here. Um, kind of wanted to work around the favourite home rule. Uh, I thought whip crack away the step back to 70 level is significant. He's been running quite well in, in better races than this. Um, he does have the early speed to get across if, if Josh Richards is, is positive enough. Um, 60 and a half after the claim, that's fine. Uh, the other horse is Invincible Jet. He was a he was a really good winner at Mooney Valley here in January, and if the if the track is playing to the on speed horses, then this horse will be in front. Um, Delightful Journey will go uh, with him. He'll he'll probably go forward, but I, I think Invincible Jet will be too fast for him. Um, this horse does have some um, he does have a high cruising speed. So those are the two I was working around. Um, yeah. Oh, nothing. Mm. Nothing? Uh, sort of invincible jet, but I got nothing for this race. Yeah. It's too hard. Another Remember, I think horse, we all backed it. Another good horse jet. to Benny over the time. Yeah, invincible. I think we all backed it back in yeah. back in January. Yeah, so. we, it was like ten bucks or something. Yeah, so on the on the firm too. Yeah, on the firm too, and it looked like it was going to get mm. swallowed up, and Geordie just lifted over the line. So that was awesome. So good. We're all on. We're all on camera. Working and uh, the cameras panned to us, and they thought they thought we were the winning owners. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll go to Rose Hill, Sydney. Heavy nine rail out four meters from the fifteen hundred to the winning post, and true the rest. Zero to one millimeters of rain. Don't know if I believe that, but we'll, we'll soon find out. Uh, two weeks ago, they got well off the fence as as the program rolled on. Uh, my first bet here is in race five. Do we have anything earlier? Yeah, on race four. Narrated. Got the 60 kilos, but he'll go forward. He loves the mud. Up in trip, my Eustace, which is normally cash. Um, forgive last start. He worked early, didn't lead, still didn't give up, only beaten, just over a length. $4, back Nash, get cash. Easy as that. Uh, race five is benchmark 72, over 1,100 metres. Uh, this Shades of Rose was a absolute moral beaten last start. Uh, Rachel went forward. It just, she went forward and couldn't get in. It was caught wide without cover. Um, it was smashed in the bedding. It, it started even money. I'm not sure what the opening quote was, but I just remember it was truckloaded late. Um, just swallowed up by the Big Easy late, so that was a bit sick if you were on. Massive JC here. Obviously goes from Rachel King to James McDonald. Draws Barry a barrier two, so it's just going to land right in the gun. Um, stays at eleven hundred. Stays at Rose Hill. Heavy track again. Auto bet for me. Yeah, I'm with. It'll probably get cold off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> don't dampen my don't dampen my enthusiasm because I've got uh, I've got a place moral for us in the last. I've just I've just given right. a six to four moral and apparently it's not running so <laughs> bit <Flat>. of a dagger. <laughs> um, the winter challenge fifteen hundred meters listed. Uh, this race was obviously transferred uh, from last week, so that that's interesting. Going to Rose Hill, uh, cross talk is a, an addition to the race and I'm pretty keen here. Um, 
last win was excellent. Um, it's been good all prep, really. Um, handles, loves these wet tracks. I think it's really progressive. 53 uh, kilos for JVR. Uh, just one of these water Waterhouse bot runners who is just going to keep running. Um, I do have a futures ticket on Gold Trip, but better than um, better than double figures. But I think it's more just a, a hit and hope. I, I'm pretty keen on cross talk. Um, yeah, I think he's three thirty, three forty. I think that's that is a bet. I'm probably gonna have ten dollars on Gold Trip, but that's it. Yeah, hopefully he does come back well because he is a class horse. He ran fourth in the arc um, a couple of years ago. So it'll be interesting to see how he fares. Anything race eight? Sprinters, easy single, siege, rocketing by. You mean race nine? Yes, race nine. Bloody ten races of cards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got nothing until the last. No, gives you gold in the last. This thing will not miss a place. Narone, he's a favourite of mine. Eats mud for breakfast, lunch and dinner. J-Mac first time. Last start. Here, I'm going to sound like Will now. Last start. Fourth fastest four to the two of the meeting. Sixth fastest last 200. And we go back 100 metres in trip. Gets J-Mac... We're just going to be sailing down the outside and we're going to fill our boots. He might not win, but he won't miss a place. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably be getting on now um, just with the jockey combination and given he won that last start on a heavy track. So I could come with, but uh, I'll see. So other words, will. no. <laughs> <laughs> should be betting on if the races go ahead. <laughs> Hopefully no more rain. Uh, anything in uh, Brisbane? I don't have anything for Brisbane. Uh, yeah, I got one. Not right, give it to us. Race. Good four, by the way. This is the only track in the whole of Australia of the main tracks that is good at the moment. So, it's one thing to note. Which race is it? Race six. Favourite of ours are racing previews. Well, maybe not racing previews. Maybe just me. Go Wanji. Speak for yourself, mate. Go Wanji. Oh, yeah. Good horse. He's got to carry 60 kilos, but he's against squibs. So, yeah, 340. Just a bet. Yeah. Not a he's moral, but just a, just a bet. Yeah. No, he is a good horse. He's uh, seven from mm-hmm. 10. Um, there is a interesting to note. This uh, Dalith is quite short, $2.15 favourite, so... Gives it's it coming through kilos, the grades. Yeah, it is. So it might be a pretty good little race, this, um, just to see the yeah. what is considered the class horse who's won quite a few races up against the up-and-comer. Yeah, I think Wanji's like, I think he's listed grade, that sort of quality. Like, I think he's he's pretty good yeah. horse. He's been well He's been well placed, but yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I've just got the one in Adelaide. It's a soft six at the moment. Uh, rail out seven meters from the 12 to the winning post and out 10 the rest uh, 70% chance of zero to two on the day so won't really have much of an effect I think it'll stay in that sort of six range uh, race eight it is over 1050 meters it's the lightning stakes um, we've seen some really good horses come through this race uh, nature strip and, and sunlight 
of course the the most recent um not the most recent but the the most obvious clash but there's there's been a couple rippers um Bo Rossa uh, and Behemoth the likes uh I am with number five extremely lucky um this this win of this horse uh in its last start it's had a little spell but its last start win was off the charts uh rated super um some of its closing splits were outstanding um 14 it was 14 or 15 lengths faster than average last 600 yeah so there you go there's there's will backing it up with the numbers um barrier 12 it's it is going to get back but there's speed on speed here um <clears throat> the likes of unflinching and raw dress they won't be hanging around they they like to go fast scorched earth will go forward um i'm hoping this horse just gets in that three wide uh with the cover line and hopefully proves too good i think it's a fair price around I'm 440 I'm half worried about it on um, in a really fast run race. I think it uh, over a thousand meters. I think it might be better over twelve hundred in time. Yeah. Yeah, but the the races it's sort of been like it couldn't the last start even though it had panels on them it couldn't keep up early. Yeah. Um, that is and true. Th and that race wasn't particularly fun. I mean, uh, couldn't wasn't particularly fast run anyway. So it, like maybe if they, the the pace is really hot early then it can't keep up yeah. and then it, and that sort of takes away from its sprint late late sprint later. yeah it's always a possibility i did see i think they were targeting they came out and said they were targeting a, a manicato so that that's a big statement to come that's out interesting it's a big statement mm. to come out and say after winning a, a benchmark 72 so they obviously do have lofty opinions mm. there's a um santa and elaine's half sisters racing in race one at morfittville saturday oh yeah what debut what name um hold on let me find it uh it's called fast fast star fast star for yeah. leon and troy yeah um the the favorite in that um was really fast late on debut and it won and um the form's sort of been franked so you could i, I haven't i haven't done the form for this race but you could you could back the favorite in race two number one yeah i mean race I mean, one race two not race one yeah. <coughs> um all right that's all i've got from offville do we have anything in belmont before we wrap it up anything around the country any jumps no, no, jumps. Now. <coughs> no jumps this week i think the, i think i think the darwin cups on this week it's on monday yes correct so, yeah. is it on monday yeah um i don't know playoffs I think it's actually a really playoffs moral I think it's actually quite a competitive race. Um, yeah, I've heard it is. Yeah, that Living the Dream one last start. Uh, playoffs is out 370. How do we let that slip through uh, the cracks? Brad oh, this could be a Darwin, bet. $13. I got, I got tipped this uh, Dominus last start. Oh, no, um, Ben. And it was, it was given, <laughs> what? It was given a terrible steer. Not getting any of mine. <coughs> all, right, all right, well, it SP'd. <coughs> oh, fuck. I'm dying. Just die quietly, mate. It SP'd $2.45 favourite last start. Now it's 26 bucks. So, fair, fair old drift. Look, it might, it might not be anywhere near good enough, but, yeah, stay tuned. Darwin Cup. You know they call the Darwin, uh, they call it the Turf Club, and they race on dirt. I've never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready to wrap up the punting. Any more bets? Footy multi? Not from me. Nico's morals. Um, yeah, I actually <laughs> like 
Well, Melbourne will win tomorrow night. Good price, dollar yeah, eighty. Be They'll beat Freo. Port yeah. will beat Collingwood. Two dollars fifteen. Good bet. What other games? Fair. Um, Carlton take the, the dollar thirty. The baggers will win. Into Tigers will win. Mm. They're a good price. You're at the Dons. Yeah, Dons. They'll win by ten goals. <laughs> They'll win by ten goals. Kangaroos are they're both Don supporters. This rebel, absolute rebel. Anyway, let's get to the questions. We're dribbling on. Let's go off a little yeah, way too. Let's go. Long. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, it is question time. Uh, everyone's getting a little bit tired, and I've still got to edit this thing. So, looking forward to that. Uh, let me get these questions up. Um, We'll go from Josh G underscore 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 2.0. Your best futures bet for the spring. Um, well, apparently real world for the Cox Plate. <laughs> if tonight is anything to go by. That's just shrivel in the Everest. It's mm. Not giving you a whole lot there. Yeah, $2.80. But... Do, we have, do we have anything at a price that we think is overs right now that we can possibly back? I've already given out a couple. Western Empire in the um, Cox Plate. I already backed um, Berkeley Square at 50s for the Derby. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. Um, There'll be more um, futures bets in the coming weeks. We just need to see some horses come back. Yeah, we probably just we probably just need to need to see some of the horses. That might come be a weekly segment um, that we might come up with. Horses like a futures segment. Well, the the twenty six dollars about who your mail is still there in the Caulfield Cup. If that runs well tonight. That could start to shorten, and if it gets on the plane, that could shorten. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to go Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, or if they're going to do both, or if they're just going to do a Melbourne Cup. Um, still, still a bit to go under under the water there. Um, our thoughts are offline. We kind of thought um, State of Rest and Real World might be the two in the Cox Plate. We're kind of with the internationals, and possibly even Alan Kerr if he comes. Um, but yeah, other than that, we probably just have to have to see um, a lot of these horses return, how they go first up and second up. Uh, we'll move on. Dasha King says, where do you see yourself in five years in the racing business? What's your goal? Um, for me, I'm pretty happy working at the Valley at the moment. Um, I see myself still here in five years' time, to be honest. Talking um, dribble with Nico on a Thursday night. Exactly right. And then <laughs> This could be like the get on. We could just have like this heaps of people just yeah. come through here over the journey. We'll have to have like reunions and shit. We'll get a studio rented out or something yes. like that. Now we're talking. Mm. Sounds great. We better, we tip, we better tip a winner first. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, five years. I'll probably still be at the Valley. Um, love working there. So that's that. What horses are you most excited to see in the spring? Says Alice, Liam Smith. West, I am pretty Animo. yeah Animo I'm excited to see Western Empire Nature's some of those trip. Peter's horses come across Nature's Trip um, hopefully Elation Passive Aggressive Passive Aggressive be interesting to see how that winter form kind of stacks up um, obviously keen for the Cox Plate being biased uh, State of Rest hopefully a couple more internationals come and it's a really good race because there have been a couple fall away in recent weeks the likes of in incentivize um think it over 
uh, there's a couple more, but yeah, those those were definitely horses that were in the Cox Plate field if they wanted a wanted a spot. So it's going to be yeah, going to be super interesting. Um, Willie Barb's putting the sword through you, Nico, is as usual. He's a ten, but he wears painted on skinny jeans and a white fluffy jacket. <laughs> this is talking about your splendor outfit that never even got a got usage. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a little funny story about this. So we all know the Splendid debacle. One, the fit was unreal. Two, I actually, <laughs> I actually that. bought that fluffy jacket for 30 bucks, right? At Uniqlo. I'm at Billy Pav at about near on midnight. Absolutely tanked. Some bloke comes up to me and he goes, I like your jacket. And I'm like, uh, thanks bro, like whatever. Anyway, he's like, no, like, I want your jacket. And I'm like, like, off your trot. Like, what are you on about? Like, see ya. He goes, no, I'll buy your jacket off ya. And I, I looked at him, I'm like, this bloke's a twat. He goes, no, here, 200 bucks cash. And I was like, yeah, righto, done. So sure enough, I took the jacket off, 200. Straight Easy in my money. pocket. So the jacket doesn't exist anymore. No, I went back and put oh, another one the next day. That, that's smart. That's that's a good investment. That's a back to lay proposition. Real as you wear the back. Real uh, team blue and pink. All right. Who are you most excited to see this spring? For me, it's Amelia Jewel. That's Willie Barton again. Kind of already answered that. Oh, just like there's so many there's so many good horses that are coming back. Mm. Um, I guess I guess I'm excited to see if any of these. I know this two year old. Brigade is pretty average, but I'm, I'm excited to see the, the three-year-olds that haven't raced yet, because um, there's there's likely to be a couple that pop their head up for for races like a Caulfield Guineas, and there's got to be some quality there, surely. So let's hope. I'm looking forward to I that. Saw, I saw let's a hope. there's a statistic or something. Can't remember what it was, but um, uh, uh, the, like the amount of two-year-olds that have raced so far is significantly down this year, yep. and that's obviously due to the the rain and stuff. Mm. But so. Like they, they haven't looked good yet, but they, there might be some still that haven't raced yet. You sort of half don't want your horse to be good at two anyway. Because if they're good at two, they're not good at three. Yeah, you do. Well, <laughs> what a good well, stud deal. Yes and no. Like if you want like longevity out of a racehorse, if you're good at two, very rarely will you go on to be good at past three. Mm. I think that's more punter chat than owner chat, Nico. Well, they just want the yes, dollars. Correct. But you can find money, you can money. find the diamond in the rough. Two, and three. Yep. two more questions before we wrap up spring is in the air have you got any futures going yet from Aussie from Adelaide um, one of the big futures that we've got on at the moment is we tipped into Kiprios at 50 to 1 um, please he's $12 for, please $12 for, for, for the um, for the Melbourne Cup uh, you know no way he comes no he's <laughs> I don't think he's going to come we'll stop raining look, on my parade I'm, bro sorry sorry <laughs> Yeah. Look, I did see an article saying like Melbourne Cup was a possible. I think they just kind of write that. Oh, yeah. Um, he's going to be assigned fifty-eight and a half kilos for the cup. There's just no doubt about it. So, did you did you assign him that weight in your new role? Uh, I no, I didn't. My, my lips are sealed, yeah. <laughs> you did. You're taking over Greg's role. Oh yeah. Chief handicap of Benny. <laughs> Mate, I couldn't handicap a foot race, let alone a horse race. So, Nick uh, Zaccadelli says, what are you most excited about for the spring? 
I'm going to answer this instead of talking about horses. I am so excited to see big crowds back at the back of the races. It's been two years without them. Um, obviously, we're keen to go to Everest Day. That's going to be massive. That's going to be huge. one, and then I'll and then I'll be working at the Cox Plate the next week, and we're going to have a crowd for the first time in two years. That's going to be packed. It's going to be rocking. Um, so yeah, I'm keen to get to every race day I can. Thoughts? What are you most excited about? Yeah, Everest weekend with the lads will be good. Good. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Hopefully we have a fill up. That's all. That's all I want. I want for the spring. Just hopefully we back a few I've, winners. I've got. I've got VCE exams. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, You'll be having more fun than me. Funny story, I, my year 12 English exam, I wrote about, I somehow related the topic to horse racing, so that shows how much of it. Yeah, well, I'm doing my my media um, sat on on a racing uh, podcast. Yeah, so you, yeah. you know what? We might look Easy. different, but we're the same breed. We're both degenerates. <laughs> yeah. um, we're we're going to wrap up there. It's nearly 11 o'clock. We're almost burning the midnight oil. Well done, Nico. We're back. We're back, Will, baby. You've been excellent. Um, you're obviously going to bring so much to the table here. Uh, you speak like a, a young Rory Flanagan, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> very, very precise and succinct, but to the point. Um, well done, mate. And thanks, mate. Cheers. We'll see you back here good. next week. Can't wait for the, for the good horses to return. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys.